hello, hello. Welcome back to the I Don't Care, I Love It podcast. I'm Haley. I'm your host. I've tried this intro like a hundred times and no matter what happens, I'm just going to stick with this one. (laughs) But thanks so much for being here and listening today. If you're new to the podcast, basically we just talk about whatever we want to talk about and we say cringy and TMI things, but I don't care. I love it. I love doing this. I love recording this podcast. It's so fun for me. I am pregnant. I'm 39 weeks pregnant. I've made becoming pregnant my whole personality (laughs) and I'm so close to labor. And so I've been researching a ton of things to help my labor, you know, make my labor easier, make my labor quicker. I'm a nurse. I've been a nurse for four years. I spent most of that time working in fertility and women's health. And so I really wanted to research the best articles, the best information available, studies that have been done on how to help myself in my upcoming labor. So since I've been doing so much research and finding a lot of good stuff, I thought I should do an episode about this in case anybody else wants to know, you know, the facts, the evidence-based tips on how to potentially kickstart your labor and or just make your labor easier, progress faster, all that good stuff. Last week and the week before, I did a whole pregnancy survival guide series. So part one is first trimester, Part two and three are second and third trimester. A lot of the first trimester stuff is important in second and third trimester. If you're pregnant, if you're going to be pregnant soon, I totally recommend listening to that. I gave a lot of tips and tricks, things to do, what to expect to just survive your pregnancy because as I talked about, I felt totally unprepared for my pregnancy. I really thought I knew what to expect being a nurse and working in women's health and labor and delivery and all that stuff and I did not. So Learned a lot, want to pass on the love, pass on the knowledge, but today we're not talking about pregnancy, we are talking about labor and birth. Now, I have never given birth, (laughs) I've never been in labor, I have not felt a single contraction. This episode is coming out on April 26th, I believe, and my due date is April 30th, so who knows, probably won't have had the baby by then, maybe I will have, but I, this is not my personal experience I'm not claiming to be an expert on this. I'm just passing on my research and studies I found, things I've done, evidence-based, science-backed things to help us all out. So these are the 16 things I found that seem to be the most evidence-based and the best things to do to help either kickstart your labor, but more importantly, to help you have a smoother, faster more enjoyable labor. And these are the things, all the things that I am doing. So I will report back, (laughs) but these are just what I found from studies and articles and research and all that good stuff. Okay, number one, this seems to be the most important thing, is keeping your stress and anxiety down overall. So in the wild, if an animal mother is giving birth and she senses danger, she will literally stop her labor and move somewhere else until she is safe. Like wait until she's safe, move, do whatever she needs to do. And then her body will continue her labor. It's amazing. We are animals. (laughs) People don't realize that our bodies do the same thing. Because if you think about it, biologically speaking, we are bringing a helpless infant into the world. So we want to make sure biologically, subconsciously, consciously, that the environment that the baby is being born into is safe. In the modern day world, if you're at the hospital, your baby's safe, likely, (laughs) right? But our body is not able to distinguish between stress caused by, you know, people being annoying, people we don't like in the room, 
being, I don't know, just stressed out and anxious and worried and being in actual physical danger. Our body is not able to distinguish between that. It's the same hormones no matter what. So our body interprets stress and anxiety as danger. So keeping your stress and anxiety down has been proven over and over again to help you go into labor sooner and to make your labor so much faster and easier. This is what they talk about a lot in childbirth classes. It's important to know what to expect and kind of understand how things work. That will really help you feel, you know, less scared and anxious because you have a little bit more understanding. More importantly, to make your environment calm, peaceful, both leading up to birth and while you're in labor and giving birth. So whatever you need to do, if you really don't want your mother-in-law there, don't have your mother-in-law there. If you need to quit work a few weeks earlier to be able to prep, whatever you need to do, keeping your stress and anxiety down, which obviously we all know is so much easier said than done, but it does really, really help. Kickstart labor, make everything easier. That's number one. Okay, number two, there have been so many studies done on this and it's amazing. Eating dates. So studies have been dated back to like the 1950s, actually. The recent ones are a lot better, but they have found that eating dates every day in your last month or even last trimester of pregnancy, the specific number they give you is six dates per day seems to be the threshold. Women who do this were less likely to be induced, less likely to need Pitocin, which is the medication they give you to help your contractions get going or intensify. They were dilated sooner and quicker and they had significantly shorter labor times. This is because dates are proven to help ripen your cervix. (laughs) So your cervix needs to ripen, open, and expand in order for that baby to come out. So eating what they have found over and over again to be very, very true in double-blind controlled trials and studies is to eat six dates a day in your last month or so of pregnancy. I have not been good at doing this and I am going to start this today. (laughs) That literally just reminded me, I just went to the grocery store literally to get dates and guess what? I came home with all the snacks and drinks that I could ever want and did not get dates. (sighs) Okay, well, I need to go to dates. Anyways, (laughs) number three, staying active and exercising during your pregnancy. So labor is an intense workout. It's going to be one of the hardest workouts of your life, probably the hardest. It's, It's kind of like a high intensity interval training workout where the contractions come, you push, and then you get a little bit of a break. So it makes sense if you have this huge race coming up, like say you have a big Spartan race or an ultra marathon or something, you should probably be training your body for it. Same with labor. If you've been training for it, keeping your body, your muscles strong, your deep core muscles, your pelvic floor strong, you're going to be able to tolerate it better. Studies have shown that women who have stayed active during their pregnancy, and it doesn't even really matter exactly what you do, but staying active and consistently exercising during your pregnancy, women who did that versus women who didn't had faster labor times. Studies range from an hour to seven hours faster. I don't really want to say like an exact number, but it's obvious they had a better experience and they had faster labors. It just makes sense. You're training yourself mentally. You're training yourself physically to be able to handle really intense, vigorous physical exertion. So yeah, staying active during pregnancy, one of the best things you can do for your labor and honestly for your pregnancy. I keep saying this, but it has helped me so much mentally, physically, all of it. 
Okay, number four goes along with the exercise thing, but squats in particular. So Ina Mae Gaskin, she is like the most iconic midwife ever. She's delivered literally thousands and thousands of babies. She is iconic and famous. Chances are if you are pregnant or you're even in the pregnancy world, you have heard about her. She's amazing. She said, quote, if you do 300 squats a day, you will give birth quickly. <laughs> I don't really know where she got 300 or all that stuff. I definitely have not been doing 300 squats a day, maybe closer to like 20. I don't know. But she's the queen. She knows what she's talking about. And it is true. Squats is one of the best things you can do to prepare yourself for labor. Because one, you will be squatting during labor. So it makes sense to prepare yourself. Two, those are the right muscles to strengthen. Not only does it strengthen your quads, your glutes, it also does strengthen your pelvic floor and your abdominal muscles if you're doing it correctly. And those are the main ones working during labor. Number five, this is again related to the exercise. Walking in particular is an awesome exercise that really helps prepare for labor. Again, studies have shown that women who walk regularly and consistently throughout their pregnancy, especially in their last trimester and leading up to their delivery day, had faster labors. So this does a few different things. First of all, it's all that exercise that we were talking about. Second of all, it helps your pelvic floor. You've heard about maybe curb walking, just walking in general helps your pelvic floor do what it needs to do. It helps your baby descend and actually helps things open. So walking is an awesome thing to do to help yourself out that you can do now. Number six, evidence-based tips and tricks to have an easier, faster, better experience in your labor and birth is learning how to relax your pelvic floor. So people talk a lot about Kegels. You know, Kegels is when you like squeeze down there and do the elevator, do whatever. So Kegels are for after. During labor and birth, you are not trying to tighten your pelvic floor at all. You are trying to relax and open it. So it is a good idea to do Kegels during pregnancy because you can strengthen that pelvic floor, but you have to know how to relax it. It's just as important, if not more important, than knowing how to contract it. So I mentioned this before, but I've been going to a pelvic floor physical therapist She's taught me so much about relaxing, learning how to relax my pelvic floor, let it open. If your body is trying to open, you're contracting, that baby is descending, and you are clenching and squeezing, either because you don't know how to relax your pelvic floor, your pelvic floor is too tight, or you're full of stress and anxiety and that's your na our natural response is to clench and close, you're going to have a much harder time. And it also has shown that you are more likely to tear or rather less likely to tear if you learn and practice relaxing your pelvic floor before your delivery date. There are a couple ways to do this. You can do the Kegel exercises with a focus on the relaxation part. A lot of ladies will do stretching. My pelvic floor physical therapist did like a perineal massage for me, taught me how to stretch. There's a lot of things you can do, certain like stretches that you can do, lunges, things like that, using your birthing ball. So you can look up a lot of tips and tricks, but that is going to help you for sure have a better labor experience. Tip number seven, red raspberry leaf. So you can get this in the form of tea or in the form of capsules. The tea form is hard to get it concentrated enough to really make a difference. The capsules is gonna be a very highly concentrated amount of the red raspberry leaf and is really gonna help you have a better response. Many studies have been done on red raspberry leaf. They've done studies on the tea versus the capsules, capsules versus nothing, the tea versus nothing. 
Studies show that women who consume a sufficient amount of red raspberry leaf have shorter labors and are less likely to need pain relief. This is because red raspberry leaf, the supplement, you might have heard of it, it's in a lot of labor teas, even in a lot of postpartum teas, things like that. It promotes uterine toning, so it actually helps the uterus muscle itself tone and become stronger. The thought with this is if you can help the uterus become stronger, each contraction will be more efficient, so your labor will be faster. That makes, it's what everybody wants, right? It's also high in antioxidants. It promotes iron production. So it's really healthy and good for you in general. But consuming a sufficient amount of red raspberry leaf leading up to your delivery is gonna help that uterine toning, help you have a stronger, more efficient labor. I've been taking capsules morning and night, and I've been doing it every day since probably around like 35 weeks of pregnancy. And then I also have a labor prep tea that it hasn't in. I'm sure it's beneficial to start sooner, but that's just what I've been doing. So we'll report back, obviously. Okay, number eight. This should seem obvious, but take a birthing class and learn how to relax through the contractions. So we've been talking about, you know, you don't want to clench. You want to relax and be able to open, learning how to breathe. These are some of the most important tips and tricks in labor and delivery. So they say, again, I haven't been there, but that's what everybody says learning how not to fight it. If you fight it, it's going to make your labor harder and longer. And also, you know, knowing what to expect, like we said, can reduce anxiety and stress. Birthing classes will walk you through what to expect, how things work. And if you take a good one, they should teach you how to relax and let your body open and lean into the contractions and all of the things happening and opening and changing. We took a hypnobirthing class and my, I'm hoping to do an unmedicated labor and birth and delivery. I don't know how that's all going to go. I'm not going to like hold myself to that because no matter what, the most important thing is a healthy baby and a positive experience. But they did focus a lot on learning how to relax, let go, surrender to the process and let your body open. One study showed women were 40% less likely to require pain relief, have quicker labors, things like that when taking a peace, calm, centered birthing class. Regardless, I think you should take a birthing class just because it's fun to be in that environment where everyone else is pregnant and their partners are there and everybody's preparing and you connect with people and you text each other when you have your baby. It's just a fun environment to be in. I'd recommend it for any pregnant woman, regardless of if you think you know everything. It's a fun place to meet and interact with other pregnant ladies and get that support. Number nine, evidence-based tip to have an easier, more effective, more enjoyable labor experience is bouncing on a yoga ball. So yoga balls are often used during labor, but it's a great thing to practice beforehand. Bouncing, doing circles on the yoga ball and using the yoga ball to stretch are all things that are going to help support your pelvic floor, help things relax and open. Studies show that women who do this in preparation for labor have a better experience using it during labor. And if you've ever heard of the UFO position, upright front over that's what the yoga ball is for and it's proven to be the best position to get that baby out smoothly and quickly so bounce on a yoga ball tip number 10 is sex it's so funny to me because at every baby shower i've had someone pulls me aside and they're like i have a surefire trick of how you can get that baby out come here and they take me in the corner and they're like you know what they say someone told me that 
whatever got the baby in is going to get the baby out. Everyone's so afraid. And I'm like, yeah, you mean sex? Yep. (laughs) That is evidence-based and proven. I don't know why people are so ashamed to talk about that. Not like I literally had sex to get pregnant, obviously. I mean, anyways, this is a surefire trick. So this is how it works, okay? Prostaglandins are one of the prominent hormones during labor. Sperm contains prostaglandins, okay? Also, having an orgasm promotes contractions and releases oxytocin. Oxytocin is the other prominent labor hormone. It's literally Pitocin. So Pitocin is the induction medication that they give you. Pitocin is literally synthetic oxytocin. You naturally make oxytocin when you have an orgasm and the sperm is full of prostaglandin. So having sex is literally a natural induction. You get the main hormones of labor and it can help promote contractions from having all that uterine stuff when you have an orgasm. So it's literally a natural induction. It works. <laughs> Ask anyone you know and everyone will be like, oh yeah, I picked the day my daughter was born. Da, 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 da. It really, really, really works. One thing is that whether it's a natural or a synthetic in- induction, it's not going to work unless your body is ready to be induced. That's why having sex is safe throughout your pregnancy because your body's not going to go into labor until it's ready. But when your body is ready to go into labor, you can kickstart it, give yourself a natural induction by having sex. Evidence-based tip number 11 is getting a prenatal massage. So they've actually done studies on women who get prenatal massages. The idea is that it helps your muscles relax. And if you have any crazy tension going on, it's really going to help overall that relaxation then of course the mental emotional relaxation i don't know if you're seeing a theme here but relaxation seems to be a big part of it they can also do a labor stimulating massage after 39 weeks if someone is certified in it Latissa is the lady at it's called the healing power of touch in south jordan if you're in utah she is amazing and i've been getting just the most amazing massages from her and if i need to If things are going a little bit late, I'm going to have a labor induction massage. They can hit certain pressure points and do things that will help kickstart your labor if you're ready for that. Going along with massages, tip number 12 is getting a foot zone. So I have a whole episode where I interview my foot zone practitioner. It's amazing and really informative. I've been seeing her to help prepare my body for labor. One thing that they can do is they can really work on your pelvic floor, help things open and relax, also release stress and tension, work on any areas that are really glitchy. If there's any toxins or metals held up in your body, they can work on all those things to get your body flushed out, safe, and ready for labor. So she's really been working on my pelvic floor to help it open and relax, which is a great way to help you, again, have an easier labor. Tip number 13, evening primrose oil. So this is a type of oil found in this certain tree, evening primrose. And studies have shown that inserting it vaginally can help ripen the cervix kind of do the same thing a dates would do or the prostaglandins would do one thing to note here is that they have done studies comparing taking it orally versus vaginally orally didn't seem to have any effect on labor onset duration anything like that but vaginally it did have a large effect in multiple studies on labor onset labor duration so you can start taking evening primrose oil capsules they don't recommend doing it until 38 weeks pregnant take it vaginally every night put a pad in in case you leak out a little bit and studies have shown it can really make a difference tip number 14 this was really interesting to me studies show that women who stay home 
for as long as possible or go to the birth center or go to the hospital later during active labor actually have a faster, smoother, or better labor experience. The idea behind this is that, of course, it's not intentional, but showing up at the hospital just becomes more stressful. They have the bright fluorescent lights. You're not in your cozy house anymore. The bed is as comfortable. People are coming in and out and checking you and sticking their fingers up your vagina. <laughs> All that stuff. It's not intentional, but it does make women a little bit more anxious, a little bit more stressed. It's just this unfamiliar, not cozy environment anymore that you're in. And when you go to the hospital, things can kind of slow down. So people recommend staying home as long as possible. Depends on who you talk to and who you ask. Doctors will say go at 511 or even just as soon as your water breaks and or labor is consistent. Midwives and those with different perspectives will say go until you're at like four minutes apart, lasting a minute, a minute and a half. The idea, I think, is to get you there when you're at like a six or a seven and about to go through transition and push. People believe you should stay at home, labor, take a shower, go on a walk, be comfortable, watch a movie, mentally and physically relax as much as possible for as long as possible at home before going to the hospital. A lot of people say the hospital is for giving birth, not necessarily for the entire labor experience. Really depends on what's important to you because at the same time, some ladies will be having a hard time opening because they can't relax because the pain is intense and getting the epidural will actually help things open because they're not fighting it. They're not clenching as much. So do what you need to do, but studies do show that staying home as long as possible promotes a overall faster labor experience. Tip number 15 is hiring a doula and or having an experienced and trained support person by your side. So I thought this was nuts. One study showed that women who had a doula were 70% more likely to report a positive birth experience and were 40% more likely to have the birth they were hoping for, aka unmedicated, no C-section, vaginal, VBAC, whatever. Those statistics are nuts, 70% and 40%. What a doula does is they are just there to support you. They make you feel safe. They create your environment safe. They can be the Karen. They can be the bad guy. They can be the spokesperson. They take care of you with all of the other stuff going on. So all you have to do is just focus on relaxing, becoming closer and closer to meeting your baby, all those things. They also are trained in counter pressure, massage, ways to help you cope better with all of the contractions with all the strong, intense sensations that are going on. I have not hired a doula for my birth, but my husband Avery is going to be my daddy doula, as we call it. In our birth class, they really helped him know what to do, how to support me, how to create the environment that I need, give me emotional, physical support, counter pressure, all that stuff. So he is kind of my doula, and I feel really positive that we're going to have a great experience. But those statistics are crazy. So if you are worried about things, I'd highly recommend looking into getting a doula, or taking a class to teach your husband or your partner how to be your doula, it is undisputed that you will for sure have a better labor experience having a doula by your side. Tip number 16. This is the last evidence-based tip that I've been researching and that I'm planning on implementing to have a more enjoyable, better, faster labor experience. So manifestation and visualization. So many studies have been done on manifestation visualization. I personally really believe in this. When I was growing up, 
I played the piano and did performances and concerts and all this stuff. And anytime I had a big performance, my mom would take me in another room and she'd have me walk through in my mind playing my piece perfectly in the most ideal, perfect experience. Olympic athletes also do this as well. A lot of people in the sports or performance world will do this. Studies show that visualizing everything perfectly really does have an effect on the overall outcome. So I have been visualizing and manifesting the way that I want my birth to go. And I'm really excited to see what happens. I will report back. So there you have it, y'all. Those are the 16 evidence-based tips and tricks that I have been researching and implementing to help have a better labor experience and potentially even to kickstart labor and have the baby sooner. I'm doing all of these things. After I have my baby, I'm going to report back, let you guys know how it goes, tell you my birth story, all that good stuff. But as for now, I hope this helped. If you know anyone that's pregnant and think they could benefit from this podcast episode or my other two pregnancy survival guide episodes, please pass it on to them. If you haven't already, you can subscribe, give the podcast a rating and a review. Helps me so much. And you can follow me on Instagram to keep up with all the behind the scenes. My Instagram is Haley, H-A-L-E-Y dot P-S. Thank you guys so much for listening. We won't catch you next week because I am going on maternity leave. I'm planning on being on maternity leave for May and June and coming back in July. So I'll keep you guys updated, but thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for listening. We will talk to you soon when I have a baby in my arms. <laughs> Bye. Thank you so much for listening to I Don't Care, I Love It. You can catch a new episode every Wednesday. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss anything. And if you like this episode, we'd appreciate it so much if you could give us a rating and a review wherever you listen to this episode. Thanks again. We'll see you next week. A five, one, three, two, star.